What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Just Saying Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Martindale, and what a week and it has been, and what a week it is, and I'm very excited that you guys are here. I am, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I'm running on empty. Um, I hosted a very uh, fun telethon over the weekend. Uh, it was called the Drag Isn't Dangerous Telethon. Uh, we raised over, as of now, $560,000, which I'm very excited about, to help benefit the ACLU, Glisten, GLAD, uh, so many other organizations. And it was a uh, four and a half hour, maybe plus telethon. You can still watch it, I believe, today at uh, moment.co slash dangerous. And you can also donate. Please donate at www.dragisn'tdangerous.com. I'm surprised I kind of actually still have a voice because I was expecting it to just be like, oh, but but we're we're here. And it was just great. The feedback was amazing. Marsha Gay Harden is now in like page six because she talked about all of her children being fluid, um, which I was very excited because I got to write the uh, the line for Alaska saying. And now this is the only gay that has never given me a heart on Marsha Gay Harden, Academy Award winner Marsha Gay Harden. And she was like, I love this. Um, but it was just a great, great night overall. Um, shout out to my friend Emerson Collins, who's the EP on there, and Quinn and David, the whole team at PEG, David and Jacob and Sydney and Maddie and John Mark. I mean, we just like threw it all together. Tracy Marquez, like it was, it was a star-studded drag festival. Laganja Stranja, like dipped in front of me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and it was just great, like listening to all of the queens take phone calls and people telling their stories and you know how much this means to them, and it was just very, very great. So make sure to donate. Please, 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 um, because why drag isn't dangerous. Get over yourselves. There's way more in, like dangerous things than a man dressing up in a dress or a woman dressing up as a drag king. So anyways, that, um, that was over the weekend. And this week, I am very excited to bring on my friend. Um, and by the way, like gave me an intro, like... <laughs> The like, is this, is this, are you involved with fashion and interior design? Oh, yes. So this is my friend, William Graper, everyone. Make some noise for you at home. But I just want to give you the proper introduction that was sent to me. Fashion stylist since he was 18 in New York City. Uh, first job you. was at Interview Magazine, then W Magazine, before joining Vogue International for several years before going out on his own. He styled Katy Perry, Billie Eilish, and John Legend. Best part of the whole thing. Beyonce cut his hair once on set. I'm sorry. We're going back to that. Most recently, he was creative director of the Cult Lash brand, Lashify, before leaving to focus on consulting and interior design. I hate you. Thank you for having me. The, you know, I figured you'd want something to help you do a natural intro, and then, mm -hmm. you, and then you blew up my spot and said, I, write, I wrote that for you. It was so amazing. We're off to a great start. I was like, I, if you're going to give me a structured intro, I'm yes. going to read it. Well, you know what? I press media, you gotta, you gotta get it right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. we don't have a teleprompter here. Like, exactly. You know, it's not, if it was a teleprompter, I could look up and be like, 
Our next guest. Yeah, but no, I'm like, I'm not memorizing shit. I'm like, here it is. Also, you've just come off of, I, I wanted to congratulate you at the top for this incredible Drag is Dangerous yeah. fundraiser. I mean, it's amazing what you guys pulled together and how much money you raised. And doing a four-hour set, essentially, <laughs> is like got to be, I mean, how many weeks did that take you to prepare? How long did you have? I mean, literally, the announcement was like, I think the announcement was made on March 20th, my birthday. And when I was held up in an airport all day and missed seeing Jinx in Chicago. Ugh. So I was a little bummed about that. But then cut to May 7th, where Jinx is standing right next to me and telling us all about like, don't it was it was like crazy. But it took us about like all week we were doing 13 plus hour days. Yeah, like exhausted. They were like. Leslie Jones came in. We shot all the stuff that we had written prior to the writer's strike. Thank yeah. God. Um, but um, Leslie Jones came in and she was amazing. And she's like, you go into the store tonight and do a set? I was like, no. I'm doing a four-hour set right I'm now. I'm going to bed. Yeah, That's exactly. what I'm doing. Well, you looked great. The it was cause fantastic. Was great. As oh. a Floridian, too. I mean, I'm from Florida. So, like, this is an important one for me. It's not that this is not a Florida bill. But as we know, there's a lot going on in Florida as well. So, mm -hmm. it's just really, I'm glad that as a community, we're coming together and raising money and just showing that, like, drag isn't dangerous. This is nuts. And it's since the beginning of time. People were, were playing with gender and clothing and dress. Like, it's nuts. And that's so. one of my favorite things, too. And I, I don't know exactly the term for it. So, don't come for me. But, like, Sasha Colby, who won this year's season of Drag Race. She's Hawaiian. And there's a term for like, you know, you both male and female spirit. I don't know the answer to that, so I won't speak on it. But... I know. But I was like, that's exactly what it is. I it's mean, also, like... that's how I used to have hair down to my waist. And yeah. I used to like go through the desert and wear dresses. And I used to have brands come to me when I had a following on Instagram for that. And they, I would try to position like proposition myself for you know a sponsorship or something like that mm -hmm. and, and even five years ago they would say well we don't know who you're selling to we, mm -hmm. we have no use for you because you, you don't you don't really fit into any category and you know I used to style drag race like I styled the promos for RuPaul's Drag Race the first several seasons and it was like not a single designer would loan not one. In fact, I took a risk with my career in doing it and was told, like, this is trash. You shouldn't do this because there was like this homophobia still going on. Right. There was like it wasn't commercialized. Like they didn't know what to do with it. And so I think we've come a really long way. We still have a long way to go. And we see conservative people really trying to take back some of the power we've gained. And I'm just I'm really glad people like you are putting yourself out there and using your your platform for that. I know I have a platform. He has a platform. Uh, uh, who knew? People were like, we're so glad you're using your platform for good. I was like, I have a platform. <laughs> so were you, are you wearing a platform heel? No, well? I okay. did. I, I, uh, no, actually I didn't. But I mean, that suit that I was wearing, sick. So nice. Reggie Brown. I mean, my God. I had I had Jay Rodriguez. All the guys who were there like that night were like, where did you get this? So it's Reggie Brown. Um, he's on my Instagram. He, 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 I mean, he turned that out in like a week. It's also the master of distraction. Like you looked, you didn't look tired, even if you felt tired, because your mm -hmm. suit like woke you up and mm -hmm. like woke us up looking at you. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of dress is like, that's why like you see Carson and you and a lot of like male hosts wearing tired like- men. Wear, uh, tired <laughs> men. No, but wearing like some sort of bedazzled jacket. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, it's like the, it's distraction. It's like when Kim Kardashian gets a new nose job, she gets her hair done. So right. you talk about her hair and you don't talk about the nose. Is that true? hundred percent. You're like, oh, I love her cornrows 
those, or I love that she went platinum, and it's like, no, she had her chin done. So we don't talk about it. Yeah, it's a whoa, master of distraction. Juice. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, and I mean, I also was kind of like, I will never do drag. I've done it like maybe once at for like Halloween or something. It's just not for me. There, I said it. It's not for me, (laughs) and that's okay. But I was like, I'm hosting this drag telethon. I at least got to like step my pussy up a little bit. You do. And so I was like, give me like a YSL cut. Give me a sparkly shoe. Give me like, you know, jewels and crystals and sequins. But like make it like how I would wear it. Yeah. Like I'm not going to wear a wig. I'm not going to wear, you know, peppermint was in like, like latex. or I don't even know what it was. I think it was vinyl maybe. And we were just sweating. And plus a wig on top of it. Oh, they yeah. were cooking. I love drag favorite thing yeah drag is dangerous when you look as good as i do in drag because i would you? never not be in drag uh, it's the most powerful position you can put yourself in it's yeah like you just get to hide behind this persona but also be this like weirdly inner authentic self that you've never shown the world it's and it just drives me awesome. insane that people are just so afraid of things i know and, and that's and that's the thing that really kind of made me upset i had i was very surprised i had one troll one troll one troll who was like what you did on that was embarrassing. It was a sin. Whoever hired you should be fired. Whoever wrote that should be fired. I was like, well, I'm not going to fire myself. No. But the best was like the first two hours of that, you were a, a complete disaster. And I was like, so you're saying the second half was okay? <laughs> I'm like, so you watched the whole thing. You watched the whole thing. Right. And then I'm looking at this person, and it's always that fucking dick who has zero posts, yeah. 200 followers. A, a sad, lonely avatar. Yeah. Private. Private. Just, and I'm like, you know what? Block. Because yeah. I had a great night and it's still going strong. Yeah. Was written up in Rolling Stone, Billboard, Glad. Like, I'm just like, let's go. Because, I mean, you know, and then I get on, I get online and it's like, oh, there's an active shooter in Texas. Another guy ran over people. Like, yeah. I saw some, just before I got over, there was a coach who, like, made his students like perform sex acts in front of the class and filmed it on an iPad. No, oh, yeah, but drag queens. Uh, Bud Light. Ah, I know. Ah, I know. Ah. <laughs> the main page of Truth Social is about drag, not about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just enough. If you don't like it, then just shut up. And it's like, people are like, well, it's just dangerous in front of children. Do you think drag queens like children? There's a few that do that yeah. want to like help them read and, you know, advance their imaginations but it's like parents voluntarily take their kids and i'm sorry if you if you have a problem with sexualizing children like in you know public then don't take them to a fucking basketball game where there's like laker girls out there like dancing to wop and stuff like i mean yourselves the parents at my school growing up all dressed like pilgrims so should we go there? Where? Yeah, go there. Yeah, literally, like, w- growing up, we used to have, like, a Thanksgiving feast. And all the parents would come dressed up as pilgrims. What? Where Indians. was this? In Florida. This... I was expecting Plymouth Rock. No, it, they were recreating Plymouth Rock in, like, a beach town in Florida. No one wants that. I know. It's, it's the one humidity of the... alone, I'm already thinking about, like, swampy genitals. But the bonnet does help for when it's frizzy. Okay. So. Yeah, and, but like, so wait, they would dress up like 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 the Salem witch trials? Full pilgrims serving like turkey to little white kids. It was just crazy. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, I mean, there, but this country and sexuality and sex in general is like, the fact that people still, like I think about Madonna and her tour and like how sexualized that was and her sex book and what a huge deal that was. Like 
just a few decades ago. And do the you fa- have the sex book? I do. You well, do. I, feel I like- have. A, I have. A, I have a relative who has it, so I thumb yeah. through it. But um, you know, you can get it on first dibs now for like three hundred bucks. But it's um, <laughs> plugging first dibs. Um, <laughs> but no. But what's crazy about it is that. It, sex is still so taboo. Like, how? How is that possible? Like, literally, I cannot open my Instagram without seeing an ass of some guy or some girl. And, like, the thing we really need to be afraid of is is the porn in our pockets, like, on our social media platform. Oh, my God. That, how is that not a problem? I mean, I know parents are upset about that, too. But the fact that, like, all of that angst is sort of being put on queers and, yeah. and, and on us is so strange. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, sex and religion are still such hot-button topics that we can, like, lose our minds over it and, like, cancel people and... And like um, ban things, like we're banning books in this yeah. country. Like it's it's wild to me. It's it's so weird, and it makes me think about like like in the olden days when I want to say like the Mesopotamian era, when you know you look in, they'd have those like clay pots with just dongs and like people <laughs> like like the Kama Sutra, like. <laughs> Like, is that okay? Or are people just like, no, hashtag not my Kama Sutra. Like, I guess the difference is like those are Eastern worlds that have a different relationship. To oh, sex. right. So like the Western world is very puritanical mm-hmm. and all about religion. And well, you know where religion came from? The Eastern world. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, the, but the puritanical. No, Jesus was from Texas. <laughs> Jesus was definitely from Texas, from, from Waco. Oh, but um, yeah, no, it, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy that we're still having this conversation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's and it, it blows my mind because I always feel like art comes at a time when it's needed most. And I knew it when um, when Trump got, you know, in office because everyone was freaking out. They're like, oh, God, there goes our rights. There goes our this. There goes that. But it's the same thing with every like Republican administration, because there's so many like um, strongholds on like what's acceptable, what can't happen. And you look back at like Ronald Reagan in the 80s, like art and art pop and like rebellion and like music and fashion, punk rock, all that stuff. That was kind of like the, you know, we're not we're not going to like limit ourselves to what you say we can and can't do. I think that's this is the I don't know, Gen Z version of it, of of people just being like, shut up I want to do what I want to do it's also interesting because we've lost subcultures along the way so yeah like like you're saying punk and goth and mm-hmm. S&M and all of these different subcultures were a form of self-expression for marginalized people right as we all become a little bit more on the same page like in some ways that some of these subcultures have gone away but I think we start seeing a resurgence of them as to your point like as legislation starts getting passed as politics become more conservative we start seeing this need to express ourselves through clothing and subculture more and more. I remember when I lived in New York, there's this really amazing sex shop in New York on Christopher Street um, called the Leather Man, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And they said that they saw such a difference in their business during like liberal administrations versus conservative administrations. Like, because as gays got more and more rights, there was less and less need for this subculture and this like behind closed doors self-expression. And so it's, it's just like a, a very interesting way in which that our politics and our culture are tied to how we dress and how we express ourselves through clothing. Yeah. And maybe you don't want to like look like, you know, some, J. Crew khaki pant, yeah. like you know, whatever. Yeah. I want to like dress up how I want to dress up and be cool. And with that being said, we're gonna get into the Mac Gala because I know we have 
We have a man here who's who has styled the likes. Wait, go back into like Beyonce cut your hair. Look, I was doing <laughs> look. Look, I was doing the, I was doing uh I was assisting on the cover of a magazine that we were shooting at the time. Uh-huh. It was on the cover. And actually, funny enough, on the cover of this magazine we did two different covers and one was her as a man and one was her as a woman. So, <sighs> if it's not all full You're circle You're confusing the children. Yeah, if it's not all full circle, I don't know. Um but basically she was getting her hair and makeup done. She's like I love the color of your red hair and she asked me if she could cut a piece of my red hair and she put it in a plastic bag and put it in her purse. So. Wait. <laughs> and then I swear to God, I mean, not to make this totally insane, but like I three months later, her Feria commercials, L'Oreal Feria came uh-huh. out and she had red hair. Like she was doing red research. But also took your hair and put it in a bag? Plastic Ziploc inside of her purse. Was she like doing a 23 and Me on you or something? I hope so. How weird. I mean, but what do you do? Do you just look at her? Did you see her put your hair in a bag and yes. hold it? Yes, I did. And you just went... Okay, because I feel like if someone was like, I actually, put it in their bag. She didn't. She didn't cut it. I cut it, and you then I gave it. it to her. And then you and gave it, it to her. Gave it to her to burn as I, a witch. I used to do a lot of cocaine and a mm-hmm. lot of drinking, so I might have made this up. <laughs> I, I honestly, it's one of those stories where you're like positive it happened, but also right. you maybe could have made it up. <laughs> I could have been time traveling. <laughs> One of the sides of my hair was longer than the other for a while. It could have been. Like, I think it was Beyonce. Like, that wasn't Beyonce. That was the woman who feeds yeah. pigeons in New York City. Yeah, you're exactly. like, oh, that's the that's the pigeon lady from Home Alone too. Exactly. No, I think it actually came from being on Grinder when those men would be like, you'd be so attractive if you had short hair. So I think I started slowly cutting it. You know. Ah, uh, don't ever <laughs> listen to the people on Grinder. You're better than this. I can't. I don't do well on Grinder. Uh, I mean, I'm happily partnered at this moment, yes. but Grinder is not the home for me. Ugh, I- no thanks but if you're on it good for you we support you but it's just not for us um so the met gala was actually we last week we shot last week's episode lance bass was on i heard he was great he was so much fun and such a great guy and actually like afterwards talked to him and was like do you want to submit a video for the dragons and dangerous he's like i'm on it and he did it um there were some people who I reached out to, and they said, yes, let's do it, and they didn't. But they got the press for it, and I hope they're happy because they were not involved with it. And I know you, and I will see you in the hallway. Um, But the Met Gala was happening last week while we were shooting this. And so we, uh, I think, right? Didn't that happen? Yeah. yeah. And so um, we talked about, like, a couple looks or whatever. But, like, were there any that, like, you know – sparked your interest were there ones that you were just kind of like enough and where do we see the met gala going in the future because i'm kind of like eh. well the met gala used to be so exclusive yeah and they just can't afford to be anymore i mean the whole fashion industry cannot afford to be exclusive anymore because we need the masses to survive because mm-hmm. magazines don't sell and ultimately the met relies on this gala for funding so one of the biggest Met Galas in history and shows at the Met was the Alexander McQueen exhibit. So I think they're trying to recapture some of that by doing it so soon after Carl's death. Um, but I think Penelope Cruz, who co-hosted, looked absolutely stunning. Yeah. I mean, she wore Chanel from one of, you know, one of Carl's shows. And there's always a bridal look in a Chanel show. It's so like, like the I, last look, right? Exactly. Yeah. So like, I thought that was really beautifully done. I thought that Lizzo looked fantastic. Like I never really lived for Lizzo's looks. And I was like, Lizzo turned it out. Like they dressed her in a way that was like super flattering and super lovely. I thought she looked great. Um, who'd you like? 
Um, that's a good question. Because I feel like we've seen these looks. I'm trying to remember. I did like Nicole Kidman in her... Um, was it Dior? Well, no. So it was the Chanel number five. Chanel number five commercial Baz Luhrmann, she did. Yes. Baz Luhrmann directed it with Carl. During Moulin Rouge. And it was she, like, yeah. Yeah. And she, and she wore that dress. Yeah. From it looked the, amazing. Oh, my God. She I thought incredible. that was great. I thought, um, I thought Rihanna was good. I thought... Um, I don't know how I feel about Glenn Close. I thought Glenn Close... Did you see her? Yeah, her cape was missing for a while, too. I have a friend who worked the Met Gala. And did like, you? He keeps posting all these funny stories that are like, where's Glenn's cape? It was just like, a lot. It was a, big, it was a big cape. I thought she looked very elegant. Um... I don't know. I think I think when I think about fashion in terms of a show like this, or even sometimes the Oscars, yeah. I don't really think about the ones we talk about as being the fashion ones. So Kim Kardashian, Doja, um, Lil Nas X, like they were doing performance yeah, art in a way. It's not track. fashion to me. Jared Leto and the cat thing. Yeah. I was like, which like so th those to me don't stand out as like fashion no. moments, but they stand out as more performative. Like what what the wire is going to pick up page six, they're yes. all going to talk about. Yes. Whereas like Amber Valletta wearing. Um, Karl Lagerfeld for Chanel was like one of the most stunning looks I've ever seen. It was like cut out on the side. She had this little pixie with like a suicide bang. It was like the cutest. It, it was such a glamorous mm -hmm. look. And she's and also no one picked up on it. And she's a supermodel, so nobody nobody cares. And everybody's yeah. like, she should look good in a dress. But it's like, no, it was it was significantly gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um but the performative ones like Rihanna and all those other ones, I mean, they're cool. They're something to talk about, but they're not like for me the moment. I right. Don't know. I You're thought, like a I thought, deep dive, Macella. That's the problem is like I like fashion too much to be like we've always had to do editorial looks mm -hmm. in runway shows so that editors could shoot the most flashy thing in the magazine. But now it's become like you have to get picked up on all these social platforms to like be talked about. So it's all about outdoing yourself. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's exactly what we got. Like, I love, honestly, I love the Doja Cat look. Yeah. But the prosthetic, I was like, you're taking away from the fashion. Well, for me, it was more about the fact that everyone who interviewed her, she was, she was in character meowing. meowing. I know. I'm like, oh, gross, girl. And then Lil Nas X, I love this if it was on tour. Yeah, it's not, nothing about that to me is, is, Chanel or Karl Lagerfeld. No, it's just like I'm just dressed up like this eyes wide shut Roman soldier with really long fingers. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. I and do a speedo or not even a speedo. It's just like a diaper. The irony of it is that Karl Lagerfeld was like the the king of uniform. Mm -hmm. And like he had very sort of strict standards for himself and his shows were very similar from show to show there was a performative aspect to his shows that people loved so like that's what these remind me of is like sometimes the show would be better than the clothes at chanel mm -hmm. and so that's what maybe the more performative looks are but like the people who did the more understated looks to me feel more of what carl was actually about yeah you know I, I what i did love is that the men turned it out the men looked great the men looked great like i, I mean i thought pedro pascal looked great that was a bit extra for me, if I'm being really honest. the yeah. red, the Last of Us. I was like, I hope this is the last of that look. Were uh, I, see I what was you did there? <laughs> I was. I really don't like shorts in the evening ever. Mm. Period. I agree. It's very much like if you see somebody performing in shorts. It's bad. It's like it, it's very juvenile too. On an mm -hmm. older man with hairy legs, shorts just feel very young. I just don't. But I'm is he kind that. of embracing this whole like daddy? Like I'm everyone's daddy. I think. It's very weird to me. I like didn't Pedro know that. Pascal, I'm like, we get it. You're gay. You're like, 
hot? He is. I hot. can't figure it out yet. I didn't see him. I saw his outfit. That's he's so hot. I'm like, you don't you need to be Pedro dressed Pascal's like that. You think Pedro Pascal's like hot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's very handsome. So I'm like, yeah. I don't need to see your clothes. I want to see you. What, right. Like all I saw was the, if you think about what he looked like, you don't remember his face. You remember those shorts. Yeah. I thought his co-star from Last of Us and Tom Brown looked amazing. The the young girl that's in the, she's actually not young in the show. She's super young. But she it, I can't figure it out. She could be forty. Her. She could be ten. I don't she get it. She could be a lot of things. A potato. I don't she, know. <laughs> I was like, she could be on the spectrum, not on the. I spectrum. have no. She is just all of it. She's one of those like Russian children favorite who's been adopted, but she's like sixty and Love. like murders the family. It's very strange. Yeah, she looked great. Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, 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 what was I going to say? Anne Hathaway looks great. Anne Hathaway looks so good. But I love Anne Hathaway's smiling lately. Like Anne Hathaway's got- We love a smiling Hathaway. And and like she couldn't smile in this dress. She was just like, had to be like a mm-hmm. sick bitch. And I was kind of, I'm kind of here for happier Anne. But I, I w- love the dress. I was disappointed in Jonathan Bailey. I, who is that? He's, uh, the, he's from Bridgerton. The like- Oh, I've never seen Bridgerton. What? Canceled. Sorry. At never all? Seen, never. Oh my God! Well, Queen Charlotte's out, and I, I will. People are like, "Are you watching it? Are you gonna talk about it?" Yes, it's on my list. I've been busy. I need to see it. I need to see it because I, uh, I love that 18th century period. Me too. I mean, that Jonathan Bailey plays like the the eldest Bridgerton son. Okay, and he dressed up as like young Karl Lagerfeld, and oh. it was just like him in a suit with glasses. It wasn't was good like, though, huh? It wasn't good. Oh, okay. I mean, it was like he looks good. It look, he looks classic, but I thought. Um... Billie Eilish looked phenomenal. Gothic Billie? Love. You know, I saw Billie Eilish at the LACMA Gala two years ago. And yeah. I I've, I shot her, and this was before she became sort of a woman, like in front of us. You know? Oh, I know. And she had done that British Vogue cover where she was wearing pink and had the blonde wig, and she, her oh, breasts she were out. Oh, she so good. She looked so good. And I went up to her, because as somebody who got a lot of flack for like going to the gym and cutting my hair and sort of like the way you look being ridiculed by people that yeah. follow you. And when your I, breasts develop. And when my yeah. breasts develop. Yeah. Um, I relate. No, but I went up to her and I told her, I said, I'm so proud of your evolution in front of an audience, because that's yeah. very hard to do, and you're doing it in such a graceful way. And she was so moved and was like, thank you so much. Because she's getting a lot of hate for not being what we all want her to be in sweatpants. It's crazy. But I thought she killed it. Wait, what do you mean what we want her to be? What do well, we want her to be? She's had a huge backlash for not remaining this like goth, I don't care girl with oh. like her sweats on. Like the second she started like embracing her curves, people were like, oh, you're being like, oh, yeah. You've betrayed us. You've betrayed us. There's this sense of betrayal that yeah. her audience feels. And, you know like, why? Because people are trash. People are trash. And also the album sales unfortunately reflect it because she can't sell an album. But love Who, her. Billy? Yeah, I think her last album did not very well. But I think it's because she's confused the audience. But like, good for her. I'm like, I'm all about just doing you. Confuse the fuck out of the audience. Confuse everybody because I think Billie Eilish is so talented. The it's best. also like, I love the moody teenager, but now it's like, yeah, she should be allowed to like grow up and find herself. A God woman. forbid. A woman. Yeah. And oh. also, who's the girl? What's her name that shaved her head that we all love? From? Florence Pugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that, you know, every woman who shaves her head goes with like a very like smoky eye. You notice that you can't shave your head and not do a smoky eye. Well, Find one. Some of us shave our head and then it grows back and we keep the smoky eye, but still spin yeah. around in our kitchen. Oh, well, I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. The Britney Spears. Oh. <sighs> Did you hear she's missing a hand? She's, should we start that? <laughs> you and I were out 
I was out with Justin recently, and we went to. It was it was your birthday, and we. I was like, "Did you hear Britney's missing a hand?" And you're like, "She is." And I was like, "Well, people online are slowing down her spinning videos with her hand behind her back, and the hand's like apparently missing." Britney Spears is not missing a hand. She might be. So anyway, go find out. <laughs> Comment below. <laughs> well, how would she miss a hand? I think she's missing a few brain cells, but I don't think she's missing a hand. I think it's gone. From how? From how? <laughs> how is she missing a Listen, hand? I don't have the details, but if you did, go- Sam do it. Did Sam just <laughs> yeah. like he's like you are going to marry me? No, Tink. Jamie Lynn did it. Oh uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But did you hear about her new book? Like how it's like coming out and like Jamie Lynn? No, no, no. Britney's like oh. tell-all like book. I think it's like four pages of just chicken scraps written <laughs> by her say, left foot. Yeah. She can write. Weird. She can write, and like it's this crazy tell-all book. I'm here for it. I want to know. First of all, how long is the book? I have questions. <laughs> Second is, um, is it like her Instagram posts where it's just like a, a mad libs of nouns and adjectives and emojis? And suns and sunsets. And just weird like, this bitch back up off me. <laughs> I, what did she say? She was like, I'm going to squeeze my tits together or something like that last week. I was like, oh, God. Um, but I don't follow her anymore. So people her. send this to me. And people are like, well, how do you know about all this if you don't follow her? And I'm like, because people keep me informed. Yeah. Um, I'd rather watch Girl Interrupted, which is basically the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Just a loose woman in the kitchen. It makes me sad. Actually, I'm not ridiculing her. I actually, like, I feel sad for her. Well, we all do. I think we, but the her, her tell-all book is coming out and she, like, names apparently two A-listers that have now, like, got their, like, legal team involved and, like, they've delayed the book to, like make sure what she says about them is not true. And I'm going to go out on a win. I was going to say, let's guess. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. For sure. For sure. And. Wagon Wheel Watusi. Who? Christina Aguilera. <gasps> I didn't even think about Christina it's Aguilera. It's got to be, because we need that for that book to, you know. I was either going to say Christina Aguilera or Colin Farrell. Oh, because she had like a sex thing with him, right? Yeah. Was there a tape? I don't think there was a tape. Okay. But, but I'm sure it's out there. Like, but, like they dated for like a hot second. Like, but I think it's Christina and Justin probably. Banshees of Inishir and Colin Farrell or like hot Colin Farrell? Hot Colin Farrell. Okay, good. Yeah, before he did that sex tape with when he oh, like yeah, had his shaved head. Because he did have a sex tape. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely watch that. You haven't seen it? No, I did watch that. It's okay. No, it's, he's so hot. Yeah. But that's, you yeah. know. So takes from the Met Gala. <laughs> <laughs> Um, tape, uh, yeah. We should, we should note that Carl, I was shocked. Who would have Carl hated at the Met Gala? All of them. I, here's the thing. (laughs) Well, I I will tell you, he probably, well, I'm going to be careful, but here's the thing. Carl was entirely sizest and worked for Chanel forever and Coco Chanel was a Nazi sympathizer. I, I'm actually quite surprised they chose to do Carl this year based on where we are culturally because there's so many terrible things you could say about Carl. In addition to him being a creative genius, yeah. which I, I think I can hold both at the same time. And culturally, we can't really do that um, in some ways, rightfully so. But like I, he, he was like a very rigid, like he had very rigid ideas of beauty. Thin, white, you know, rich. So I, I was surprised that he that this was the one they chose, and that the red carpet was as diverse as it was. Interesting. Like, yeah. You don't think he would have gone for that? I, I couldn't speak for that. I don't know, but it's it, historically like go back and look at Chanel, you know, and it's not and Carl's work. It's not super diverse. Who picks the themes of the Met Gala? 
Um, I think it's Anna and uh, Bolin, Christopher Bolin, or. But the, is there like several of them, and they just like put them in a hat and just pull one out? And... No, like I said, I think it's like the most lucrative one wins. You know, like I think the one last year. I don't remember what the theme was last year, but I, a lot of times they're pulling at a theme like camp. It was camp or no, was that? Or was I that? think, I don't remember what last year was, but camp was recently and I liked camp, but like people don't know what camp is. So they showed up. It's like, there should have been drag queens there. You know what I mean? Cause that's fucking camp. That's the one that RuPaul showed up in the suit with the like feather boa. And we were like, really? Cause she can't control the light. Ugh. Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. But yeah. So deep dive. If you want to like the meat, the Mac Alla, Go above the, you know, Kim Kardashian and pearls and, oh, that's what it was last year. It was uh, um, the Marilyn, Monroe. Marilyn Monroe and all that stuff. It was like the nod to pop culture. What was that? I, I don't even know. All I, right. Honestly, it's become kind of the Super Bowl for fashion. You know, people just like post about it like they went or they care or they know anything about it. It's kind of an interesting social media thing. It's yeah. become, which they need. I mean, like Vogue and all of those brands are, they need this kind of attention. They have to evolve. So I think it's pretty cool that it's, I'm a recovering elitist. Okay. That's Good for sort of you. how I think of myself. Like I used to be a total brat and I'm really trying to be better. And, uh, but like the events like this have also had to evolve. I mean, you just have to. Evolve. Yeah, you have to get older and a little wiser. And, you know, that when I hosted What the Fashion, like that was like our thing was like, oh, my God, the Met Gala, let's talk about it, everything. And I was so busy with this telethon that people were like, where's your where's your annual looks and stuff? And I was like, just go to some like talking head on TikTok who's going to exactly. like, you know, has like four followers. And they're like, let's talk about this party that I was not invited to. Here we have. And I'm yeah. like, eh, or everything has become a trend. Yeah. Like anyone with 5,000 or more followers has started some trend yeah. and like page six and everyone picks it up. So like trends don't really exist anymore. Right. Like now more than ever. That's for, a good point. Like now more than ever, I'm like, there are no trends there. It's like things last for such short periods of time. I'm like, just figure out who you are and like find your uniform is sort of what I am best at with clients. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm just like, find the thing that you look best in and keep doing that to the best of your ability. Like stop trying to like look to the left and look to the right. Just do you. Well, and also speaking of trends, what do you think about this trend of like thongs on the outside of clothes? I mean, speaking of Christina Aguilera, I mean. Right, she did it. It was amazing then. Yeah. There's such a resurgence of like 90s and early 2000s, I guess it makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't love it then for anything other than a VMA performance. But I think people are wearing them out now to like Coachella. Well, Ke yeah, Kendall wore one out like after the Met Gala party. Well, that looked good, actually. But I mean, yeah. Because that wasn't up over jeans. It was like under a sheer dress. It was under a sheer which dress. Which I thought was, I thought she looked good like that. Yeah. But also, how can that be a trend if no one looks like that? Like, how can that become a trend when like 0.0% .0 of the world has that body and looks like that to wear something like that? Like, yeah. is, there, is anyone actually wearing it or do people who we say create trends wear something once and we call it a trend? Like, is it actually a trend? That's what I'm interested or in. Or did Kendall have another nose job? So we're talking about her thong on Thank the outside you. of her of her outfit. Justin gets it. I do. Now I know. Yeah. I'm going to be like. It's a magic show. Anytime Chris Appleton's now with his new husband, I'm going to be like. Which is so quick. Was, I won't say a word. About that? I'm not commenting. I will. <laughs> it's too soon. God bless. Are but they married? They got married like no. a week, two weeks ago. And I like, I feel like. A couple months ago, we were like, oh, they're dating. And I'm like, these lesbians, I swear. But good for them. I'm happy I'm for them. a little bit les. I get it. I'm a little jealous. 
Because you know maybe maybe we want that one day. <laughs> you guys uh, just moved in. You gotta you gotta give it a second. You have to give it a thank yeah, you. you I was like we've been together for a year and a half, and these guys were like, well, we've been dating for three months. Let's do it. Yeah. No. In Vegas. They got married in Vegas. In Vegas, at the little white chapel with Kim officiating with Kim? the wedding. No. Yeah. How did I not hear about this? Because there's too much going on in the world. It really does feel that way. Yeah. I, I happened to take a glimpse of it, and I was like, like nothing shocks me anymore. So I'm like, all right, cool. But here's a story. Um, do you know who Anita is? <laughs> I do. I, I'm, I'm in tr- She's in trouble. She is in trouble? Uh, uh, yeah, I like to call her Anita Bathroom. Oh, yeah, because, <laughs> yes, we were talking about Madonna and being like, you know, problematic in the 80s and like, oh my God, she's too sexual. Like Now no one cares. No like one. If you were like a, a mom in the 80s and had a problem with Madonna, your kids are old and they're fine now. Totally. Yeah. But Anita, who um, I guess met Madonna and she was so nervous. She got, this is the thing that bothers me when people get on shows and uh, she appeared on the Howard Stern show. And she's a Brazilian singer. She recalled meeting up with the Queen of Pop to collaborate on a 2019 song called Faz Gosoto, which sounds like it's Portuguese. Mm-hmm. She's from Brazilian. Mm-hmm. And she was so nervous that she got diarrhea. <laughs> now, I need more context. She says, I got there a little earlier than her, thank God, because then I had time to take a shit crazy. I was feeling bad, like, you know, when you're too nervous and your stomach gurgles Anita told Howard Stern my stomach was going crazy um uh she wanted oh yeah she shared that Madonna wanted to teach her Portuguese I was like I'm teaching you something meanwhile Anita who's bisexual also opened about her love this article is all over the place just tell me about you shitting your pants that's all I want to know was Madonna there did you squirt out of the bottom of your leg like what happened she's in trouble I guess that's like this is the story. This was the news. It was uh, I met Madonna and I shit myself. Well, Have you ever had that happen to you? The first time I met Madonna, I threw up. Like, so did Madonna, she see it? Is Madonna just meeting people and they're losing control of their bodies? Well, I threw up because I was very young. She DJed a party and I was blackout. But shitting your pants, <laughs> or were you coked out and drunk and you think you met Madonna? <laughs> no, actually, this really happened, and so did the Beyonce thing. So fuck you. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I, shitting your pants because mm. you're nervous. I mean, you know, you were probably a theater kid, right? A what? A theater kid. Do you think I was a theater kid? I mean, you're charismatic. Yeah, I think you did theater. Correct. I was a theater <laughs> child. You were a homosexual. You were probably in your thirties. Like, yeah, we all had to do theater. That's the only place we could get a BJ. So no, with theater kids, basically like, you know, that feeling when you're going to go on stage yeah. and you feel sick and you think you're going to go diarrhea. It's the same feeling of like when the doorbell rings and the dealer's at your house, you know, you got to run to the toilet. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, uh, I get it. But also, why would you announce that? I mean, I just, didn't why are, that's what I want to know. Why do you have nothing else going on? I guess this is all they picked up. But what I find really sick about it is they're like, she shit her pants. And by the way, here's her sort of like nuanced sexuality. Yes. By the way, I shit myself and I'm bisexual. Yeah. This this is feels very like Rupert Murdoch is behind this. <laughs> For sure. She's a woman of color. Yeah. They She's got sexuality you can't put in a box. And they're like, we're going to make this like a tabloid. Well, and it's always like Brazilian women who always reveal way too much. Obrigado. Yeah. It's like, 
I that's actually what we call diarrhea in Brazil. <laughs> Faz gagado or whatever it was. <laughs> Obrigado is thank you in Brazilian. Um, Portuguese. Uh huh. And it's thank you in Portuguese. Faz gagado. No, obrigado. Okay, I have no time for that. <laughs> All right. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. The internet is insane. And are you, how do you feel about all this like AI? I love it. I'm an. I know that I'm an artist, but I'm obsessed with it. AI is honestly the best little assistant ever. Why? Because well, here's the thing: if you have sort of an idea for something, or you write this really long email, and you're like, "This is too long to send. I should probably make this more concise." You can put it into AI and be like, "Reword this in my tone of voice, using more sarcasm and maybe more like conversational language, and make it only eight sentences, and it'll do that for you." It's so weird to me. I mean, I think that like it cuts out some of that stuff. Now, the larger ramifications for creatives we are still talking about, and it's affecting the strike going on with the WGA and sort of how companies are going to, you know, be willing to collaborate. But I think there's a lot of good to come from it, and then there's a lot of things we have to regulate that are quite scary. Yeah, the the scary thing for me, I because I, I think some of it's fun. Like there's the one that was like the end of the year where it was like, here's you and all your, you know. You know the one where you just like uploaded a photo? It was like at Christmas time and everyone was doing oh, yeah. it. Yeah, that one. And then they did one of like the royal family if they were like normal people. Then they did the one with like all the senators as actual drag queens. Like yeah. those are fun. But when it starts getting to like, oh, this is a, you know, a painting or whatever that a, 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 an actual human being could have painted and made like money off of it. But it's like, oh, we just shat this out like yeah. Anita. And, uh, you know, it's <laughs> that it's, registers it's out so there. much later than it's it should okay. have. It's but okay. here's the thing. I, I, I think the the visual stuff from AI is scarier for me, maybe because I work in a visual medium than the writing stuff. Uh-huh. Because a lot of the stuff you read, you know, that like 90 percent of the stuff you read online is spam. Like probably 90 percent. of I think it's I'm not making that number up to be crazy. It's I think it's like something like 85 to 90 percent of the Internet is like spam is is by robots anyway. So like yeah. a lot of those like wire bots articles, and weird like shit. Yeah, I'll post something. It'll be like promoted on da, 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 yeah. da, or like, hey, you want to help grow your followings? I'm like, get out of here. Beat yeah, it. Yeah, beat it. So this one kind of made me like perk up a little bit because we had the royal whatever this weekend, like King Charles, who cares with his sausage fingers. <laughs> and did you see did you see did you watch any of the royal wet or royal wedding? I feel like that's all we 
we care about. I don't care about a coronation. Well, what I love is give the, him like four years. Give it to William already, right? Give it to me. No, yeah. no, not me. That William. Yes, me. King William. Um, no, you know how you know how like. Uh, have you seen that meme where it's like you should never complain about sitting front row on a fashion show again because Harry sat third row at his father's own coronation? Yeah. That's dark. But also like he's got a good podcast. I know. <laughs> Does he? But also I love the shade where they like put Prince Princess Anne with her feather like just covering him. Then no. okay, hold on. Things that I got from this. Did you Okay, the only thing that I saw from the coronation was the Grim Reaper in the back. Did you see this? No. Okay. There was a video of like, was it Westminster where they hold everything or something? Sure, whatever. Yeah. I don't, I'm American. And um, there's like a camera and you see this like like figure in all black carrying a sickle, sickle just walk across. No. Swear. I'm sure it was probably just some like crazy person, whatever. But everyone's like, oh my God, what was it? God. There was that. Then there was another one where they thought Meghan Markle herself went in disguise as that little man with a mustache? With the wig and the mustache. Yeah. And now yeah. everyone's like, Meghan Markle was there. I love coronation conspiracies. Love. So I don't think it was Meghan. I think it was Fergie. Oh, yeah, that's a good I one. think it was like Fergalicious, like the Duchess of York, like in full love. drag king. Yeah. I'm into drag it. Drag isn't dangerous. So into it. I mean, I the only stuff I really saw was like, People that were saying like how horrible of a person the king is because he was like sitting in his carriage complaining. Yeah. And I'm like, you're sitting in your Mercedes complaining about traffic. What the fuck's the difference? He's never done anything. That's why. But he doesn't you... know how to write. He had to sign something. And he was like, what is this? And they're like, it's a pen. Look, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying like everyone sits in traffic complaining. Yeah. What the fuck? He's, yeah. That, that to me was the most real of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything else was show. And that felt like an actual moment of humanity. Yeah. But there was also the moment where Camilla, who, God, you know what? Hate her all you want. Stunning. That gold digger did it. She did it. <laughs> she we did it, gets the last laugh when they put that crown on her. She's like, I honestly <laughs> envision that 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 clip from Wendy Williams where she's like, death to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that crown hit her head, she's just like, death to all of them. Uh, like, you fuckers. She did, she did come out on top in the end. She did, but there's a video of her where she's walking and the, there's like a chorus and it sounds like they're saying... I like vagina, Camilla. <laughs> no. no. And no, I don't know what they're saying, but you listen to it and you're like, that sounds like they're saying I like vagina, Camilla. Oh. And they're just walking out. But anyways, back to this. So the internet is baffled by a woman appearing to hold an iPhone in an 1860, 1860 painting. So, uh... This 162-year-old painting appears, it has to have, it has a woman who looks like she's holding a smartphone. Uh, this is Ferdinand George without an E, <laughs> Wald Mueller is the expected one. And you'll see a woman in the center of the painting walking through a scenic landscape to a man awaiting in the bushes holding a pink flower. Uh, through a 21st century lens, it seems as though the woman is scrolling through her iPhone while on her walk, but that obviously wouldn't make any sense since the iPhone wasn't released until 2007 and the painting was completed in 1860. Uh, the fact that they have to say that. I know, yeah. They're like, this couldn't happen. <laughs> um, so here is the girl. The girl in the painting is not playing with her new <laughs> iPhone X, but is off to church holding a little prayer book in her hands. So everyone thought <laughs> this girl... <laughs> 
Peter. was holding an iPhone. And here we are discussing it on the Just Saying podcast. Um, I'm into it. I love shit like this. Me too. I mean, the little fucking creep in the corner waiting to jump out and scare her, I'm not here for. And that's probably why she's clutching her Bible, because she knows there's like men lurking around corners trying to scare her. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, it does look like a smartphone. I mean, I can totally see why the world picked this up and like went crazy about it. Because it looks like she's holding an iPhone. But see, I love those like time traveler videos. Have you seen the one of like, there's one where it's like 1930s New York or something. And there's a guy and he has like, like Ray-Ban glasses and he has like a popped collar. No. Like they're all in like suit jackets. Let's see if we can find, can we look that up? Like a Peaky Blinders thing? It's like not a, yeah. Like, well, everyone's in like suits and jackets, like in the thirties, yeah. like we're off to work. And yeah. this guy's like, 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 uh, just like a button down with like, just and what do they say sleeve. about it? They're just like, this guy doesn't fit in this oh, era. Yeah. So they think yeah. he's a time traveler. Well, the internet's ridiculous that they would think there's actually such a thing as time travel. That being said, I mean, I, I do, I do. This reminds me of like the Mandela effect. Are What's you into that? that? Uh-uh. Okay, you need to do a whole show on the Mandela effect. Okay. The Mandela <laughs> effect is this idea that like there's a loophole. I'm going to butcher this for people who are actually obsessed with this. Mm-mm. But there's like a loophole in time where like we're living in this like alternate reality that didn't exist when we were kids. So there's all these things that um, happened that we know for a fact they happened in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And we all culturally have agreed that it happened in this way. But the truth of it is different. So like... What does the witch in Snow White say when she looks at the mirror on the wall? Who's the fairest of them all? But give me the whole line. Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? So it's not that. That's not the line. What does she say? She says something like magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? But magic we all, but we all, we yeah. all know it's mirror, mirror. Uh-huh. As a culture, as a, you know. And so the Mandela effect is this idea that it's, it, the truth is that it's magic mirror, but the movies we watched back then said mirror, mirror. So there's like this alternate reality we're living in now where they like rigged the system and there were like glitches in the system that didn't come with us. Ooh. So like Berenstein Bears is not spelled the way that it was when we were kids. It's spelled totally differently now. And like it all has to do with like where they thought Nelson Mandela died. Like there are all these people that believe he died in jail when he didn't. Like and he died thirty years later or something like mm-hmm. that, and that's why it's called that. But fucking Britney being a clone is part of this Mandela. Britney not having a hand. Well, she's a clone without a hand. Well, what yes. about like Avril Lavigne being not Avril Lavigne, or Katy Perry being Jean Ramsey? That's my favorite conspiracy. Of it's the all best time. Yes, I can see myself definitely going down that road. When people are like a flat earther, I'm a Katy Perry a Jean Benet-er. <laughs> like that would be the gag. You're just kind of like. What? Live. Like, yeah, she, she, uh, Jean Benet, like escaped death and then became Katy Perry. It's like, okay, I'm in. Well, like, now say I no can, more. now I can buy that house because you know that house is for sale. The Jean Benet Ramsey yes, house? It's for sale. I know. Do we want that house? If Katy Perry, Jean Benet, nothing happened in that house, I'd say yes. Did you see Katy Perry at the coronation where she was lost? She looked good. She well, looked no. great. Mm-mm. She looked fantastic during the performance. But I thought at the in the purple outfit, it was very low rent. I did not like it. No. It was just very, like, derby. The thing is that it was, like, it didn't feel well made. So, like, next to the woman who had it made well, because mm-hmm. everyone's wearing that same silhouette, mm-hmm. it, like, didn't hold up. Like, I think she should have just worn what she would wear that would be her. So there's nothing to compare it to. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it like, looked like a basic, like, girl who was, like, 
like excited to be at the Kentucky Derby yeah. just because it's a thing. Yeah, and I love. You're not, you don't give a shit about horses. You don't give a shit about anything. You're just like, oh, this is what they do. I love Katy Perry. So yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go from conspiracy theories to an actual true survivor. This woman. This story came out this morning, and I was like, we have to talk about this. You go hiking with Michael, your partner, my friend. All the time. I love to go out hiking. This woman, it was uh, lost in the Australian outback, which I would never do. No. Lost for five days. And she survived on a strict diet of sweets and a bottle of wine. (laughs) Now, I want to read a little more of this story. Uh, So this woman says that she was in the thick bushland and she managed to survive the ordeal with just a single bottle of wine. See, that... To me, I'm like, I'd be dead. I need at least like two or three, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So she decided to visit her mother in the state of Victoria. She was traveling through dense bush when she took a wrong turn and hit a dead end. Her vehicle became stuck in the mud, which reported on the incident this weekend. Even worse, the accident happened when IP was more than 37 miles away from the nearest town and she wasn't getting any service on her phone. Due to health issues, she was unable to try and walk for help, so she stayed with her car. It turned into a five-day wait in the bushland with only a juice box, a bottle of wine, and some candy. I thought I was going to die there. My whole body shut down on Friday. That's not even Australian. I don't even know what that is. I'm sorry. Things were so bad by the fourth day that she wrote a letter to her family telling them she loved them and not to cry for her. That always gets me Uh, when they write a letter. Don't cry for her. Don't cry for me. Uh, The next day, help came. Um... (laughs) Is her name IP? No, her name. Her last name's Ip. Her name is Lillian Ip. I don't like it. Yeah. She heard the sound of a search helicopter. I'm just sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to survive this. I'm about to give up. You're doing very Cockney English right now. I don't know. I'm I can't do Australian. It's hard it. for me. Um, she used great common sense to stay with her car and not wander off in the bushland. Um, the, look at this. This is where, This is a queen. First thing that came to mind was give me water and a cigarette yeah. after five days. So dehydrated. So dehydrated, just give me water and a cigarette because <laughs> I've had the wine. So she basically was living on wine and candy. So mm-hmm. she's either Kelly Ben Simone or a toddler. Or not a toddler, but like a teenager, like a sorority rush girl. Like, this is so weird. Kelly Ben Simone and her fun candies and her wine is all I live for. <laughs> Best season of Real Housewives New York. I'm saying it here first. But I mean, like, if this was a Housewives Ultimate Girls trip. That's what this is. This is fucking Dorinda after six bottles of wine and Red Mouth. Yeah, but also a bottle of wine. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, Dorinda would be like, I have a whole case, guys. We're good. My favorite is Kelly Ben Simone on that road trip sitting in the back seat with gummy <laughs> gummy bears, and she's eating them, and she's like, you know, I'm vegan. They're like, you're eating gummy bears. She goes, these don't count. These are fun. These are like fun little candies. They're they like, it's count. horse hoof it's gelatin. Horse hoofs, you need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sweet... I don't know. I feel like if you were lost for five days, think about this. If you were lost for five days and you had candies and a bottle of wine, it doesn't sound that hard. Are they Haribos? They better be Haribo gummies. Because otherwise, what kind of candy are we talking about? That's what I'm saying. What kind of candy is it? It's yeah. like, it's, 
Some Australian weird candy. It's you know what? Why do Vegemite we... trash. <laughs> like, why do why do people like Lillian live and people like Kirstie Alley die? Tell me. Well, it's called moral ethics. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I don't mean... think this woman was on Twitter ranting and oh, raving. Is, is Kirstie Alley a bad example? Okay. She's, yeah, I don't she... know why you just jumped I don't follow to Kirstie Alley. Alley. Is she bad? Like, did she do bad things? Yeah, I know her from Look Who's Talking, and that's the last time I heard of her. And she yeah, was... now she's dead. So look who's talking now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving the fuck. That's on. the part two. Okay, so. This is where it gets interesting because we have a woman who survived on sweets and a bottle of wine, which I'd be dead after a bottle of wine. I'm like, give me at least two or three. This woman, I didn't know this was a thing until after reading this story. We've we've all heard of fat shaming. We've heard of uh, pretty much anything can be a shame. Yeah. What's another one? I mean, not, I mean, there's a million things like. You're not getting up for someone on the train. They shame you for not, I don't know, man spreading. Passenger shaming. Yeah. There's a lot of shame. I mean, we shame for everything. It's, it's just like, it's just. Well, this one I did not know was a thing. And this is called snack shaming, which is maybe what we just did to that poor woman who's been lost for five days. We were like, what snacks did she have? <laughs> were they gummy bears? She obviously brought the right snacks. Yeah. I mean, I, I still want to know what they were, but I snack shamed saying like, oh, maybe it was a Vegemite right. a snack and like, uh, yeah. gross, you know. Well, I'm curious to hear what side of this you're well, on. Well, this woman, she sent her, her three-year-old son to school like a normal parent would do yeah. with Pringles, you know, once you pop, you can't stop. Apparently you can. And then the next day, unenrolled him from school. Because he was snack shamed. So she went on TikTok because that's where only, you know, great news comes from. So this mom went on TikTok and it went viral after sharing a recent snack shaming incident (laughs) that occurred at her son's preschool. Megan PV, a mom of two, said she was indignant after her son's school sent home a note telling her to send in healthier snacks for him. I sent my son to school with Pringles, which is a very age-appropriate snack for a three-year-old. Actually, it's not. I don't think that is. Is it? (laughs) Three years old eating Pringles? I'm like, can a three-year-old even eat? Eat Pringles? I don't know. Do they have teeth at three? That's what I'm thinking. Isn't this more of a juice setup? Do kids have teeth at three? Okay. Are kids going to school at three? Are kids people? (laughs) What are kids? (laughs) (laughs) So this woman says, I sent my son to school with Pringles, which is a very appropriate snack. And this is what his school sent me, showing a a photo of an empty Pringles container. So the kid ate it all and said, please help us make healthy choices at school. So this woman said, they snack shamed my three-year-old. Oh, and she was exasperated. So good for her. They shamed her three-year-old. They snack-shamed me by writing that passive-aggressively on his trash. What? (laughs) They wrote it on the container. They wrote it on the container. Good for them. At our house, we do not label things as, quote, healthy and, quote, unhealthy because that starts eating disorders. What would you do? Do you think that's ridiculous? Because I fucking do. Wow. She's she's mad. Wow. I hope her kid doesn't hear her cussing. (laughs) And two subsequent updates, Megan alleged that the saga continued after she confronted her son's school about the snack shaming and wasn't happy how things transpired. I dropped my son off at school today and initiated the conversation 
I just shared how I was disappointed with how it was handled. She went on to say she wished she reached out to her directly and that writing a note on an empty Pringles container felt passive aggressive. No, because your son's in daycare. That's what they do. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're going to send your kid home with an empty can of Pringles and uh, <laughs> maybe bring some carrots and broccoli next time. I don't know. <laughs> so was, when your mom writes... Have a good day on your napkins in your lunchbox. Is that passive aggressive? Yeah. Apparently. Mom, just say it to my just face. Just say it to my face. Come to my school. Wish me a happy lunch. Jeez. Like all the other kids' parents Jeez. do. Jeez. So um, this woman is now shaming other snacks. <laughs> yeah. In the process, but not knowing that she's doing it, such as I didn't consider Pringles to be this unhealthy snack. I consider Cheetos and Doritos and Milky Way bars, things like that, to be unhealthy snacks. Cheetos and Doritos and Milky Way bars, by the way, told this woman to go F herself. I would pack Pringles with granola bars, yogurt, fruit, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't think it was very applicable to me. Regardless, I do not think it was appropriate to write it on my son's empty packet of Pringles. Um, There's a lot more going on at home. Here's the thing. They <laughs> subsequently unenrolled her son from the summer program because mm -hmm. of this like did she really like get in the face of these teachers i don't understand yeah. i mean clearly I, I i think pringles are disgusting i'm gonna mm -hmm. just say it here and also i was reading about pringles and they're they were invented by a chemist in 1975 and they don't actually have any potato in them and they're they're actually like not allowed to be called chips because they're not potatoes like the law came down on them so they are technically an unhealthy snack for your toothless three-year-old but, but everything's unhealthy. Everything's unhealthy, but Pringles are also like deeply gross, for sure. I love a Pringle, but they're bad for you, for sure. Everything is. I don't know. I, I think this is- Is that why they say once you pop, you can't stop? Because it's like, there's <sighs> like addictive chemicals Additives. in it? There was cocaine and Coca-Cola back in the day. I mean- Like full on cocaine. Don't say gay. Don't bring Pringles. What can you do in school? <laughs> But you know Pringles is going to come out with a pride Pringle in June. We're going to be like, yes, Pringles, give it to us, Mama. Boots house down. Hold on. What's the, this woman's name was, what was her name again? Melissa PV is her? VP, PV. We have I'm Like, is her husband HPV? Probably. PV, right? PV. Like Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> yeah. And she, uh, you know what, but what also, does she think her kid's going to remember being taken out of school at three years old? Well, now that she's made a deal out of it, uh, yeah, for sure. I, here's my question, though. What, do you, what did your parents pack for you for snacks? I don't even remember. I think I just got, I don't remember, like, I remember getting, like, lunch money. But even, like, our lunch, I remember there were three lunch lines at our school. And there was, like, what was on the, like, calendar. Yeah. So you got that. And then you got, there was a middle one. And I think it was more, like, sandwiches and, like, fruit. But then we had just trash. It was, like, apple pie, pizza, yeah. like, cinnamon buns. And I would eat that for lunch. Yeah. Terrible. Comatose after class. And it was, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm just eating a cinnamon bun and some chips for lunch. Like, yeah. trash. All and I, no one complained. All I ever wanted at lunch for snacks was cough drops. <laughs> I used to eat Why? so many cough drops. At lunch? I No, like, after lunch, I'd be like, I, I have to go to the nurse. My stomach hurts. Just so I could literally be like, can I have, like, five cough drops? <laughs> Why? I swear to God. And I used to eat them like they were candy. Loved it. Loved that nurse. She was so negligent. Oh, 
She's yeah. like, he's back again. He just wants <laughs> cough drops. Was that? Did it do anything for you? No, I just liked him. I think it was because I was gay and didn't want to go to the gym. So I'd be like, can I just have cough drops? Yeah. She'd let me nap. She was a very good nurse. Yeah. yeah. We always had those kids who were just like, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, they, and we were like, why do they have One to go to the bathroom so bad? Is Anita. Yeah. She yeah. shit her pants. Yeah. <laughs> this I love. Did you hear about this story? Michael woke me up the other morning to be like, did you hear about this woman? Okay. Yeah. I haven't even read it. I just read the headline. So Have I'm going to read it with the you. audio? Huh? You haven't listened to the audio? There's audio? There's audio. Can we pull up the audio, please? I'll start off with the headline while you look for the audio. So the LA Philharmonic was putting on a production of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony at the Walt Disney Concert Hall, which is a beautiful theater. I love it there. When all of a sudden they heard this like scream slash moan. I love a scream slash moan erupt from the balcony. And eyewitnesses said that everyone kind of turned to see what was happening. And <laughs> to the person who allegedly made the noise. Um, and they said that they saw a girl after it happened. And I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing. And her partner was smiling and looking at her like in an effort to not shame her. Shame her for her snacks, not for her her <laughs> orgasms. So multiple people who attended it reported hearing a woman making a moaning noise during the symphony's second movement, or as Anita calls it, Tuesday. <laughs> um, one attendee composer described the sound on Twitter as that of a person having a loud and full body orgasm. <laughs> so we actually have audio of it where someone can be heard crying out during a quiet beat in the music. Uh, it was making the rounds on social media, and uh, I don't know if it was. It's a screaming orgasm. It's a full body orgasm. For okay, sure. let's have a listen. You decide on if you think is this is a full body orgasm. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Ah. I mean, good for her. Like, I hope she, like, those must have been orchestra seats. Yeah. Like, come on. Good for her. I can't. It's also like, so was she sitting up in the balcony with her partner? Were they like? Smiling at her. What if he had just poisoned her and she was dying and he was smiling at her because he was happy? <laughs> Like, how do we know it was an orgasm? This is such fake news. I don't think she would. No. I think there was something no. else going on. Is it, he was finger banging her. That's what I'm sure. That's what I was getting at. For I didn't want to say sure. anything. You didn't want to say anything. But yeah. I just think they were like, like, orchestra nerds. Yeah. And they're like, let's go, let's go, like, rub one out to Tchaikovsky's fifth. <sighs> this and is... she was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that this reminds me of those videos that everybody passes around that they think are really funny of like the women on QVC where all of a sudden she like sort of teeters off and like has like it's a, my favorite has thing. a stroke on yeah. camera and like falls off and the lady's like and the guy's like continues talking being like it's thirty nine ninety nine six easy payments and she's convulsing on the ground like that's what this is or the it's grape just, lady yeah or the grape lady oh, 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 I can't breathe I can't breathe oh. and the lady they cut back she's like ouch <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is kind of that. Yeah. You know, and I'm here for all those. I mean, I I, hope, I, I love it. I hope they're okay. Because there is, if you continue reading the article, it goes on to basically say that she 
had like a maybe a medical issue. Oh, she did. But but then they didn't. The the like L.A. police basically said that like no ambulances were called, so like she couldn't have really been. I'm very badly burned. You know. Wait. <laughs> so they said it was an act. She actually had some sort of emergency. They don't know. They're basically like could be a full body orgasm because that's the headline. But that's where we go. We go right. sex. We're right. like, oh, she had a full body yeah. orgasm because right. we know. What a full body orgasm. I've had, se- I'm having one right now. Like, no, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that sounds like. I have a friend who was dating someone in college and their full body orgasms were so disturbing that he dumped him. So maybe this woman. Is- What's a full body orgasm? Is it just an orgasm full body? Should we do it? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Do we have time? For do we have body? time? Do we, can we just do it real yeah. quick? Yeah. You know, it starts when you start undoing the dishwasher. Yes. You know, you got But what it, I mean, I feel like an orgasm is just like, isn't an orgasm just a full body orgasm? But aren't women, I mean, this is so ignorant, but aren't men's and women's orgasms like slightly different? Women's have. Women have better orgasms. Yeah, like I think ours are more physical. Ours are more just like, or like just like Ugh. they're just done. Women are just like ah, <laughs> in the of the opera in yeah, the balcony, exactly. And they can have multiple ones, but I don't know. I don't know exactly what a full body one is. Should we look it up? Yeah, let's ask Chat GPT AI. I want to know. Yeah, look up what a. It'll full... probably say you shouldn't be talking about people's orgasms that way. I'm not. I'm not no, orgasm open, shaming. No, open AI, the the AI thing where everyone's like, it's very problematic. Bad things could happen. Basically, like if you ask ChatGPT a controversial question, it'll be like, we can't be talking about these things. It's like very judgy. The AI is. I have no service in here, so we won't be doing that. But why were? Oh, here we go. What to expect from a full body orgasm? <laughs> Solo or partner? I just love that this woman is just like under a pinata, like celebrating. So let's see. What this, is a full body orgasm? Please perform this first line. Huh? Please perform this first line. Sing it with us. Head, shoulders, vulva, peen, and toes. That's the first line of an article online. <laughs> From an actual medical website. That is the first opening. Head, shoulders, vulva, peen, and toes. <sighs> so full body orgasms. Here, go back up. Back up, back up, back up. Full body orgasms. Or just believe that part. Okay. Well, full, full body orgasms refer to especially intense orgasms that feel like they're in every single part of your body. Well, no shit. Your toes may curl, your abs tighten, your legs may spasm. Even fingers have been known to go numb. I'm into it. I'll take two. That I'm ha- still not, I don't know. I don't know, but good for her. I think it's like one of those things. It's probably, yeah. You you probably have to edge for at least an hour. <laughs> to just wrong like, podcast. No, you can talk about it here. But I'm just like now I want I want I want a full I think that's what it is. Yeah. I want one. Yeah. I want a full body orgasm, Daddy, and I want it now. <laughs> well, I want to know what it's like. Is you're, it scary? You're in the middle of a very stressful move right now. I don't think now's the time. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. I'll explode. Well, not like that, but yeah, just like exactly. Ah. Okay. What else do we have for you today? We've got being zombied is the new ghosting. This dating trend takes the internet by storm. I'm kind of over articles saying takes the internet by storm because who cares? I just wanted to know what being zombied meant. So being zombied, it's like ghosting, but when, uh, look how misogynistic, but when he comes back, 
when he comes back from the dead after a couple months and hits you up. That's what it is. She explained in the video with 1.5 million views. So this girl went on TikTok, of course. So this is the dating conditions in New York City. A zombie apocalypse extremely similar to dating in New York City. Um, so this isn't ghosting. This is a trend that's been around um, just as long as relationships, adding that the players love to adopt this behavior. So they, the behavior is when you ghost somebody, it's uh, you just don't talk to them. You never see them again. Zombieing somebody is when you're actually with that person and then you just stop talking and then they come back from the dead and try to get back with you. Yeah. I love that they therapize this with like a dating expert. You know what I mean? It's everything becomes a mental health sort of epidemic. Exactly. It's also 1.5 million followers, 150,000 people liked it. So like 1% is that 1% of people liked the post, which means it's not a trend. You know it's not I mean? a like, trend. How's that a trend? You're so like waking me up to all this, like what's a trend and what's not. It's not a trend, but I can, I think it's like, they, it goes on to say how damaging it is, I guess, that mm-hmm. like you can, that you keep revisiting old lovers and like bringing up the past and that it's triggering and traumatizing for people, which like, mm-hmm. I think you, I mean, we probably all can relate to that happening where somebody from the past comes back and you're just like, God, get the fuck out of here. Can you relate to that or no? I can relate to it. There have been, there have been times where, um, I've reached out or like, yeah, like I've been in like, not relationships, but they've been like flirty, you know, and yeah. you're like, kind of like, well, maybe they'll one day like take the bait or whatever. Yeah. And then like years go by. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden stuff starts happening for me and they're like, Hey, it was really good. Like, you know, I saw that thing, blah, 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 blah. Or like, wow. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. And I put on a Katy Perry song, you know. The one that got away. I yeah. love it. In the... another <laughs> yep, yep. I like the acoustic version of that one, too. It's good. That's a great song. But yeah, it's the same thing. I'm just kind of like, where the, like, no. first of all, it takes balls, I think, to be like, hey, remember me? <laughs> You're like, yeah, remember when I was like pursuing you like all those years ago yeah. and like you didn't give me the time of day? The only person I'll allow zombie me is if the person who gives me that full body orgasm. I might, yes. I might allow it. Yes. I might allow it. I get that. I get that. Um, then here's not a full body orgasm. It's just a full body under your bed. <laughs> this hotel. <Perfect. laughs> this. This hotel guest, like we just stayed at the at the hotel at uh, the SLS hotel here in LA, because Evan was like, "We've been working nonstop. Let's just take a, a staycation down the street," and we get into the hotel, and we just had a little nice day by the pool. I am now Sebastian from the live action Little Mermaid. My whole body is like burned to a crisp. Um, but this woman went to a hotel. And she smelled a horrible stench and she was like, oh, it must be, you know, just bad carpeting, whatever. Oh, no, they found a dead body under her bed. And yes, and that is there's nothing more terrifying. So uh, this hotel guest in Tibet blamed his feet, his own feet, (laughs) blamed his own feet for an overpowering stench in his room, but discovered hours later that a corpse was under his bed. Please. The Chinese man identified as only Mr. Zhang was staying at the Guzang Shur in 
Shuha Shahu <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> Hotel in Lhasa, popular for offering its guests a colorful backdrop for their social media snaps. He said he checked into the hotel, took a three-hour nap in the room where he detected a foul odor he assumed came from his feet. Please. Don't feet shame yourself. I can't. Um, he then requested for another room, and at one point the hotel staff woke him up and asked him to go to his first room, where police told him a body was under his bed. Uh, <laughs> rotting. <sighs> This is what you get for staying at a Marriott Bonvoy. <laughs> you did this to yourself, Mr. Zhang. <laughs> I can I, keep going. No, I mean, I, this is why I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. This is why I carry, and I highly recommend that you all do too, a travel candle. <laughs> a travel candle? I Take a travel candle. A, a travel candle for when the double tree is serving body Adi. Adi under your under bed. Your bed. You yeah. know what? I can I understand blaming your feet. Why? Not, but not First of all, do you know what your feet smell like? They my should not feet, smell like a rotting corpse. My feet smell great. Okay. Ever since I stopped going to crunch, they smell better. And the, <laughs> yeah, well, the well, athlete's yeah. foot. So here's the thing. I am part Canadian. Uh -huh. And no offense to Canadians, That's but I, okay. I have an aunt who Thank can you put for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I have an aunt who can put out cigarettes with her feet. So she'd probably... Why does... She what is this probably... cough drop cigarette feet family? <laughs> what is this? No, what? it's like cottage life. You just like go out on a boat, fish, and then put a cigarette out with your feet. And travel to Asia. No one does and that. mistake a dead body for your feet. That's how it works. Why do you put cigarettes out on your feet? No, with your feet. With your feet? <laughs> Wait, does she like... Does she grab it and put it like in water? How does it... Or does she like burn herself? I... I couldn't tell you. Oh my God, so. Jesus! But also, I might have made that up too. God, this Benjeron <laughs> is kidding, fantastic. But seriously, I'll take a little travel candle. It's a good idea. And I light it just to kind of like make make the hotel room yours. Yeah. And also, like I have um, manscaped. You know, like the pube trimmer yeah. <laughs> that give everyone. Yeah. But they have a thing called, it's like a foot spray. And so I'll take it with me because like at the um, Peppermint and I had to share a dressing room. And I'm like, I have to share a dressing room with a fucking amazing drag queen. Here I am like, Bleh! and I took my shoes off and I carry this foot spray with me because I'm like, I got like somebody sharing a dressing room with me. I don't want to like stink, you know, because sometimes you can't like, and I don't think I stink, but I never know. You reek. So I take my shoe. <laughs> I reek. <laughs> No, I I am always smelling. You never good. smell. But you know I get that in my head if I'm yes. like, that's just common courtesy of like here's my shoes and I don't want someone walking and being like, "Oh god, what is that?" Yeah. A dead body under your <laughs> dressing room table. No, it's just Justin's yeah. like foot flippers oh and you just spray them and then, you know, it's fine. He's like, this room service is killing me. How many hotel points did he get for <laughs> having a dead body Hold under on. his bed? They should have given him the hotel points of the person who was dead. Wouldn't that have been nice? They're they not going anywhere else. They didn't give him anything. In fact, they accused him. <laughs> no, they did. And they brought him in and they showed him the body and like his reputation's like ruined. I think. I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they were like, um, can you come with us down to the station? He's yeah. like, I just checked in. I just took a nap. I just took a nap. <laughs> but also like, have a little faith in your own feet. Seriously. God. The hotel's geez. gorgeous, actually. If you look oh, at the I'm pictures, sure. it's like 
There's definitely a body uh, in there somewhere. Oh yeah, that I mean that looks like an opium den. Like it looks like <laughs> one of those like <laughs> stunning. Yeah, stunning. Balconies, bodies. Balconies and bodies. Okay, Dolly Parton um, released her rock star album. She got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year. She declined it and then said, you know what? I'll show up. And then when she showed up, she says, well, I've never done a rock and roll album, so I might as well do one if I'm inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And here's the cover art for it. We've got Dolly with her... (laughs) It's Dolly. You can't. You can't. She's surprised. She's on a motorcycle. She's got, you know... That wig, that noodle wig on. <laughs> that noodle pasta hair. I just love Dolly's interpretation of like what rock is. It's Britney doing I Love Rock and Roll. And like that whole like, what's that t- costume she had, the Elvis costume she had stolen? Like this this look is giving me that in black. Yeah, this is like, if this is Dolly Parton in like Joan Jett oh, yeah. cosplay. Which also Miley just did too. Like all, Miley's so into that like rock and roll stuff right now. Who's oh, her goddaughter. Can I just or... tell you, there's nothing that makes me more happy than that Miley clip going around where she's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and the zipper or like the dog. Like, or... There's the zipper. There's like Boba Fett. Yeah. There's like. Yeah, like it's little... always better at the end. Oh yeah. God, stop it! Some guy even made a song out of it. It's Ugh. actually kind of funny. So, Dolly Parton uh, made a rock album called Rock Star. It's got a release date November seventeenth this year. The country icon was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, and she has collaborators. Apparently, there's like thirty songs on this album. She's collaborated with Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Lizzo, Sting. Chris Stapleton, Debbie Harry, Elton John, John John Fogarty, Joan Jett, Steven Tyler, Peter Frampton, and then we've got Kid Rock. <laughs> God damn it, Dolly. She's singing uh, nine original tracks and 21 rock anthems, including Free Bird, Purple Rain, and We Are the Champions. And then we have a list of, like, I think there's actually a list of the songs, if you just go down, down, down. Here we go. Here's the playlist. So we've got... Oh, my God. Yeah, crazy, right? World on Fire actually is being released tomorrow. Every Breath You Take featuring Sting. Open Arms with Steve Perry. Um, let's see. I Want You Back. Is that I Want You Back? No, she's not singing in sync. Oh, okay. But she should. She we got should. Stevie Nicks, which is going to be great. Baby, I Love Your Way with Peter Frampton. I Hate Myself for Loving You with Joan Jett. Night Moves, Wrecking Ball with Miley. I'm sure that's going to be the mix of I Will Always Love You and Wrecking Ball. Debbie Harry, Heart of Glass. I love that. Elton John, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, Icon. Um, Linda Perry, What's Up. I hate What's Up. Yeah, not a fan. That's the one song that if I hear it at karaoke, I want to like unalive myself. (laughs) Um... It's a good playlist. Let it's a it be. Long... Did so... she like, she's like, got the Beatles together? Good for her. It's crazy. I mean, anything Dolly does is spectacular. Except. Except. What? You know what it is. What? Go for it. Oh, well, isn't she from Tennessee? With she all is from Tennessee. Going on in Tennessee at the moment. I am still waiting for Dolly Parton to stand up for drag queens. Yeah. Especially since drag queens have, you know. 
kind of kept her relevant throughout yeah. the decades. Yeah. Um, dressing up and doing her songs. I and I just I just wish she kind of used her kind of gave a nod to all the LGBTQ plus IA. I agree. It's also like at this point in her career, at her age, it's who like cares? she doesn't have anything to lose. So they like, have nothing not? to lose. But but I think her obviously much of her base is also like country. I know, but who cares? Yeah. Oh, she's she's. I'm not. I'm not condoning that. I'm saying yeah. I definitely think she should be speaking out, and it's baffling to me. Like I understand from a business perspective, people remaining neutral. Like most people are not doing that anymore, and I think that's a great thing. I think Dolly's remaining neutral. That's why we all sent like still love her, and mm-hmm. like because she hasn't really done much controversial. But at this point in your career, I, I would think it would be okay to take a risk. Well, like how many gays go to Dollywood? Yeah. How many gays like listen to Dolly, go see her concerts, everything? It would just be great if she was like, hey, stop. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Um, it's not too late for Dolly to make a donation to dragisandangerous.com. And I'm calling out some other people too. And I'm going to do it because it's my podcast and I want to. Go for it. I'm not associated. Lady Gaga. Oh, is she not? Nope. What? Katy Perry. Nope. I want. All of these women. I want Ariana Grande. Wait, come out against Tennessee or donated? Donate. Okay, okay, donate okay. Donate to the Drag is a Dangerous Fund. No, okay. not, I feel like everyone's kind of come out yeah. against Tennessee, whatever. But yeah. like, okay. it's not just Tennessee. It's everywhere. Yeah, no, it's but everywhere. I want like Madonna, Cher. If you were a yeah. queer icon, donate something to the Drag is a Dangerous Fund. This is a huge problem. These queens, like... Do you every show? Yeah, because they idolize you. You have become icons. We sell out your concerts. We sell out your venues. You know, so do something for us. I agree. Don't just be like I stand with them. Do a little more. Dragonsanddangerous.com. Donate. Oh, also, it's Mother's Day this weekend. Happy. So Mother's speaking Day. of drag queens, mother, <laughs> Mother's Day is this weekend. So. I have a promo code for Cozy Earth. Get your mom, your sister-in-law, your aunt, your uncles, whatever. They've got um, all sorts of amazing clothes. I have a new promo code. This promo code is just changing because it like ends up on the dark web and they have to change it. But it's uh, promo code Justin Martindale 40 Full name for zero for 40% off your final purchase at CozyEarth.com. Get it. I swear you'll love it. Oprah's favorite things five years in a row. I got my sister-in-law something and my mom something for Mother's Day. My sister-in-law just had her baby. I can't wait for her to get this present. Go to CozyEarth.com. You're going to love it. Your moms and the ladies in your lives will love it for Mother's Day. Uh, William, do you have anything coming up that we can promote? What are you, you know, working on now? Where can I'm people honestly, follow you? I'm honestly here for you, and, and drag is dangerous. I'm not. I'm not here to promote anything. Thank you for having me. It's <laughs> business as usual. All I'll right. be back in three months when I have something to promote. Oh yeah, well you're definitely going to come back. This was way fun. Um, and you guys make sure to listen, rate, and review. Tell everybody about it. Make sure to go to dragisandangerous.com. Donate even if you have like five dollars. That's like a coffee. Come on. But uh, we will see you again next week on Just Saying. I'm Justin Martin. We'll see you next time. Bye.